welcome back to another episode of Grid and Grace Leadership Talks with myself, Kate Taylor. I'm so excited uh, to get back on here today and share with you an amazing guest speaker I have in my network who is going to be sharing with you some amazing things she's doing. Um, and she, her name is Stephanie Williams, and she has set up Stephanie Williams Co. recently um, as her own coaching business. And we're really excited to bring her on board. She has over 15 years experience community services right through to senior management roles um, from not-for-profit to, you know, Aboriginal-identified um, organisations across the network. And I'm really excited to see how she's transitioned from being in the not-for-profit space into her own business. Uh, she's known as a slow living coach. So that's something that she's uh, gone into recently. And so I'm so excited to hear about what she's done and how she's done it. So welcome, Steph. Thank you, Kate. It's great to be here. Oh, thanks for coming on today. And I would love it if you could start with the acknowledgement to country. Yeah, us absolutely. Today. So I'm meeting with you here on Darawal land today, but I'd like to pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging for all the lands in which we meet on today. I also want to show my respects to the lands and its minerals and its waterways because it's their existence that's allowed us to come together in this virtual space today. And I hope Kate and I can um, use this um, source of nature um, for good today. Oh, thank you so much. And yeah, I'm really grateful um, that we can have this time to talk and connect. Um, even though we're on different places, yeah. we can come together virtually, which is brilliant. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much. Um, and I would love, um, we have a few questions for you today. Um, love to get to know you a little bit more. And then also about your business and what you've launched recently, which I think will benefit a lot of people that are listening in. So um, to start with, I would love it if you could share with us how you set up your day for success. What's an ideal day for you? How do you start? I think the ideal day really starts the night before because I know if I don't get a quality sleep, there's no amount of coffee that's getting me through. <laughs> um, so I think that having a really yes. solid sleep is really important. I'm a very early riser. So 5.30, 6 o'clock, oh, wow. I am up. Um, okay. The body just wants to, wants to be up at that stage. So I like to have a really quite gentle and slow morning. Um, yep. So I do spend probably about an hour just having a coffee hanging out with all my fur animals that I have at home and I really just do some light stretching or some yoga before I go and do a beach walk. I'm very lucky I'm, and blessed to have the beach right nearby so I'll, I'll go wow. down there or I'll head to the gym. Yeah. Um, I think it's also one of the things that I really am mindful of is I've got a lot of energy in the morning so how I match my energy to my day. So if I'm doing client pacing work, I like to do that in the morning. Um, ideally, if I, it, when I'm feeling really fresh and just sort of manage my energy throughout the day as to what roles I'm doing and tasks. Yeah, I think that's so important, isn't it? And I think I always wish I could be one of those early risers. <laughs> But I think I'm a night owl too much. I go to bed too late and then I and then I get up. Then when I my alarm goes off in the morning, I press snooze at least a few times, which I know is not the best way to start. Oh, I, I'm a bit of a nanner. I'm tucked in by 9 p.m. So that uh, helps, I, I think, I think. Um, our, our bodies naturally move to where we want to be energetic. So Yeah, no, it's so important. I think, yeah, you, that's the key, I reckon. If you're getting up early, you have to go to bed early, don't you? Yeah. Um, so yeah it's definitely important and I think you know it's I guess that bringing that back into your rituals as well like I know at this time of year it's hard to keep up with all of these like early morning rituals or 
evening rituals that you're probably doing before earlier in the year now that it's a bit busy yeah. but just uh, it's, a, it's a good reminder I guess even for me to go you know like a few months ago I was getting up at like 6 37 going for a walk before you know starting my day and it was great um I don't know what quite happened that I stopped doing all of that yeah you know life I call it the end of year blur it's like where everything just gets blurry and there's so many functions and work tasks and deadlines yeah. and our bodies are trying to wind down but everything's kind of winding up towards the end of the year right exactly and I think um so, yeah, it's a good chance to go, you know, even if we just do it twice in a week, maybe it's not every day that we nail it, but let's try and do something for ourselves in the mornings. I think I do definitely feel a lot more focused and kind of motivated when I have done that in the mornings. Um, so yeah. I can see why you like doing that. That's yeah, great. Sure. And obviously you've been on a bit of a journey with your career and at Taylor Care, obviously we support a lot of people through um, their recruitment journey around their career paths in community services. And so, it would be great to know a little bit about your career path and what led you to where you are now. Yeah, for sure. So um, 15 years in community services, about 12 of those have been specifically working in child protection. So that was my background. Um, so yeah. pretty pretty intense work at times. Um, high burnout industry. Uh, I think yeah. the general rule of thumb is about two years before people start really feeling the, those burnout feelings. Um, so I worked my way up from basically a casework space into a senior management role and, and at one stage was managing, I guess, cross-regional um, portfolios. Um, and yeah, experienced absolute burnout throughout the years. Um, did it all with quite a smile, as I think that a lot of social workers do. They on the outside look like they've kind of got it all together, but on the inside it feels like everything's kind of crumbling. Um, so I, I worked in that for a really long time to the point where I, I did experience quite a lot of anxiety. I ended up developing a stomach condition from all the stress that I was experiencing. Yeah. Um, it also gave me some beautiful gifts of I was very privileged to work with, with our children, young people and families. Um, absolute privilege to be able to be in that space. But I guess um, it also led me to, to learning about um, positive psychology. It led me to learning about coaching and emotional intelligence leadership coaching. And that sort of took me down the pathway of where I ended up now. Um, so I guess... Um, Lockdown, as we were just saying before we came on, was a real opportunity for reflection for me, particularly because I spent a lot of time alone during lockdown because my partner worked away in another state. Uh, okay. And I guess not having the two hour commute every day uh, really, really allowed me to start thinking about, you know, uh, what sort of balance do I want in my life? What, what do I want out of my lifestyle? And, and is it healthy for me to continue? working in this yeah. space um, and what do I want life to look like? Because I think for many people in social work, we really get our identities bound up in our work. Um, so I was yes. Steph, Steph, the child protection worker. That was okay. my identity. So unwinding that can be really hard. Yeah, that would have been um, such a journey to go like from, yeah, I think most people in most industries, like my husband in finance as well, is the same. It's like that whole identity is around your job and what you yeah. do and you're known for that, you know what I mean? And so to think what else could you do is is a real yeah. challenge, I think, and it's a real journey of discovery and personal development and soul-searching, I imagine, as well, that yeah. you've gone through to get to the point you have now. And so recently you've um, stepped out into your own uh, business uh, in coaching business. 
Can you tell us a little bit about um, Stephanie Williams Co? Yeah, so as I was saying, I feel like it was a long, um, long development process. Um, so whilst I was working in child protection, I was studying um, in those pos psych and coaching spaces. Okay. And I ended up leaving a, a role after 10 years after sort of negotiating with my manager and going, okay, I think I think it's time. I think it's time that I just step out yeah. um, fully on my own. I was already dabbling yeah. and working, you know, casually in the space, sort of like a side hustle, which I really recommend doing to yeah. make it a more comfortable transition yes. um, but I because I, it can be really really daunting but I, I think that once I left that role it was kind of because it was my identity how do I unwind from that and what do I want my new identity to look like and what do I want from yeah. a role and I still wanted to yeah. very much help people but I wanted to help people who got to where I was where I was just so burnt out I was barely functioning anymore so yes. I now work with with overscheduled and overwhelmed women um, yeah. to slow down and simplify their lives. So I'm very much in the slow living space, um, but it's not yeah. just about physical decluttering of people's homes, which I think uh, I'm very much drawn into the minimalism space because it's got a good synergy with slow living, but it's very much about how do we actually mentally slow down um, as well. Yeah, I think that's a huge thing. And I, I know that you're doing a variety of different like workshops, one-on-one -on -one sessions with women for like a four-month program. And then you also have, um, is it retreats and things or, or has that not come yet? <laughs> no, no retreats just yet. I'd love to. Oh, no retreats. But, uh, but it's definitely, yeah, coaching package series and then I run a series of workshops as well. Um, so yeah. my four-month program, um, which has an attached course to it as well, um, which yep. in, has a number of reflection-based um, work to be done independently outside of the coaching space. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And I think what, um, obviously you're speaking to different women all the time um, that are going through different stages of their journey. Um, what kind of advice would you give to one of the like women listening who maybe are, or men who are feeling that burnout in the sector and just, having that pull I guess in the heart to do something different but not quite sure they want to do it or they don't know where to start or they're just feeling overwhelmed in general like is there any tips or advice you would give them yeah I think one of the things I really struggled with was um I I felt like to do meaningful and purposeful work I had to be out there doing front-facing community services work that was meaningful and purposeful work in my mind and to shift that to say actually we can do meaningful and purposeful work in a series of different roles. Um, yeah. You know, I think that was a big transitional shift in my mind that I had to come to. Um, but I yeah. think it's all about evaluating what do I want life to look like? You know, yeah. if it is that I want to be doing that role, do I want to be doing it part-time? Do I want to be doing two different roles? Like, how do we actually want our lives to look? So for me, it's really important to be able to have time in nature, to be able to have time with family, to be able to have quiet spaces and pockets within my day in a really flexible role. So I work at the beach sometimes um, and I just couldn't do that with, with the role that I was within. So I think it's a lot of that deep reflection work about what are our values yeah. and how do we align that? within our lifestyles yeah no definitely and I think we're so on autopilot a lot of the time especially at this time of year and it's um it's getting to that point where it's like okay we'll get to new years and we'll start reflecting but I think encouraging yeah. um people who are listening to like actually start asking yourself some of these 
tricky questions as we're leading up to the end of the year when you do have a moment to yourself and what do, what does meaningful work look like to you and what would what else would you wish you could do that you're not doing currently and is that possible like you said to either do it as a side hustle and then eventually move into it as your full-time hustle or is it something that you um you know have to study towards to get to that like to go into a different area um yeah. and just taking a step forward like you know there's always courses you can do in the evenings or online um and like um you know different workshops that you can get certifications in that are like three day boot camp type style there's lots of different things Absolutely. you can do to upskill yourself and i think um i've always kind of done that in business too and the last few years um with a guy called aaron sansoni i don't know if you've heard of him but he does a lot of business um mm, empire yeah. mastery, sales mastery and he's just such an incredible speaker and trainer and he teaches you how to you know set your business up and he helps all different industries people in different industries and um, I've done a lot of upskilling and mentoring, coaching through them, and that's been really great. And I've also had um, a leadership coaches or that sim- probably similar to you, your style, yeah. or that um, heart-centered leadership, you know, and how to, you know, support women who are overdoing it in executive roles or CEO roles and then trying to help them get that balance in their lives. And and so I think, um, yeah, that's how I learned about boundaries and about how to, um, my values and what was important to me and why and what did I want out of different things that I was doing? And, you know, it's an ongoing journey, right? Like life always um, evolves and changes. And like you, you know, it's taking, took you a 10-year journey in one role to then go, you know what, it's time to, to do something different. And like you said, COVID really was that um, wake-up yeah. call for a lot of us. And I feel like we've, you know, yes, there's still COVID around, there's still health scares around, but I feel like we've got a lot more freedom now to move and to do things and to try things. And so it gives us a chance to go, well, if we weren't happy in our jobs then, why are we still doing it? You know what I mean? And what else could we do? And so I'm not encouraging people to quit their jobs tomorrow, but at the same time, just having this moment to reflect because it might be, hey, you want to progress within the company you're in. It might be, hey, you might want to talk to your managers for next year and say, I really have thought about it and I would love to have this opportunity to be mentored by a senior leader in the business and have the opportunity to, you know, to step up into those senior roles when they come available. Like, I don't know, there's lots of things you could do within your own companies that you're in. Or if you're running your own business, looking at like, what else do I want to create space for? Like, you know, in your week, like I love that I have that flexibility as well running my own business that I can take my daughter to gymnastics a few times a week and, you know, um, take her to things that she wants me there for, you know, and she's got something at school, I can rock up and be there and it's not like I have to ask for permission. (laughs) So, you know, just things like that, it's about reflecting, okay, so what, what's working in our lives right now and what things could we adjust? And I think um, this is a great time to do that, hey? Absolutely. I think we're sometimes a little bit of a creator of our own chaos as well. So you mentioned the boundaries. I certainly think that, you know, my my role in my workplace were not the only contributors, but I actually had like such a lack of boundaries in going, how do I not allow work to completely consume me? How do I have the boundaries to go, this, this is now this space for spending time with my family or my children or whatever that looks like for that person? Yeah, it's, it's hard, isn't it? Because there's a, I think as well, um, what I've found, and this is something I've chatted to people about, is the fact that we're always on because we have our mobiles, mm-hmm. because we have social media, and we have everything at our fingertips on our phones. We're yeah. literally like, we never quite switch off. Like whereas when we, when our parents went to work, when we were younger, 
they would leave at the end of the day and it was a landline phone. So like no one could contact you after you left. Like you'd have to call that person yeah. on their home phone to talk to yeah. them. And so you, the parents were a lot more present because they didn't have the distraction of the devices. And um, yeah, it's trying to map out time. Um, and I think on the weekend, I actually went to the beach with my daughter. She wanted to go for a swim in the afternoon and just making that time because when you're in the water, you're away from all your devices, you're away from yeah. everything, and you're just like really present with each other. And and I was like, I've got to make time for this more, you know, like That's this beautiful. is really special moments like that where um, she was learning how to use the boogie boards, so, um, learning how to ride over the waves. It was very cute. Um, she's eight. So, yeah, she's just getting more confident in the water now. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's beautiful that we found something we can do together now on a Sunday afternoon that would be quite yeah. it's a quite grounding thing to do before you start your week, you know, with everything. Yeah, and you were so present with her and that's just beautiful. Yeah, we, we had a lot of fun. It was very cute and um, and just, yeah, just peaceful. I love the water. It makes me feel at peace, you know, just walking along yeah, the ocean, like you said, walking along the beach um, definitely helps my well-being for sure. What else do you, what other strategies do you have in place now that you've had time to kind of sit back and reflect and you hear lots of things from different people? What do you um, have in your mental health toolkit, so to speak, that you draw upon each week to help you have that um, grit and grace in what you do? Um, I was thinking about work-life balance recently and I used to be a huge, we need to have work-life balance, but I think where we can, I, I don't know if I believe in that so much anymore, but it's it, that work-life blend. How do I, how do I balance all these things in unison? And because we do spend more time working than we do at home majority of the time. So how do we blend yep. our, you know, our wellbeing throughout our work day? And for me, yep. that is making sure I always take a lunch break even if that's going to be half an hour and I will get away from the desk and I will go outside and I think no matter where you work you can get a hint of nature weaved into your day just by going yeah. for a little bit of a walk doing walking meetings so if I'm just um just yeah. on the phone for something I'll do a walking meeting just so I'm moving my body throughout the day and as I yeah. said I really I really tune into that energy so I like to do the early mornings and by three o'clock I feel like my brain power is really starting to lull. So um, yes. I, I try and sort of leave that for just tidy up work and I'll sort of finish my days up earlier. Yeah. So I think that it's about how do we take those little pockets of time? So there's a thing called the 15-minute pause, which I really love to incorporate okay. into my day. So I've got an app that sort of dings and will tell me, okay, it's been an hour, it's been two hours, and I'll just take a 15-minute pause where I'm just okay. not on the computer the entire time. So I think there's tiny little pockets of time throughout the day where we can actually start to look after ourselves a little bit better. Yeah, definitely. And so the 15-minute pause concept, like how, um, what could you do in the 15 minutes in that pause? Like how can you, do you listen to meditation? Do you do some breath work? Like what do you do? I, I'm a big outdoor nature person, so I might even just go out into my yard and, and if, if I'm working from home and throw the ball around with my dog or I might just get my feet into the earth or I might wander over 
to the beach okay. just for 15 minutes or I might just have a quick stretch and a glass of water and and actually pause from being on tech from engaging with people okay. just to be present for for that 15 minutes it's actually okay. proven to be highly productive for people so it's actually a leadership strategies that a lot of CEOs are incorporating now it's 15 minutes of every hour where they actually pause because the level of productivity for that next 45 minutes goes up quite significantly wow Wow, yeah. I have to try it. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, I, I, I found it really challenging to go to the hour. So I just sort of was like, okay, if I can add them in, you know, two or three times throughout the workday yeah. and then build it up. Yeah, exactly. That would be a way to do it, I think. One in the morning, one in the afternoon or something, just to keep yeah. you um like it well because you know if you think about it, kids at school they have like they have all these breaks right like so they have my daughter oh, brain like, breaks um, <laughs> brain breaks yeah it's like crunch and sip so she has like yeah. a piece of fruit and water as like their first little break and then they get like an hour and a half later they get another little break like 15 yeah. minutes or 20 minutes and then they get their big lunch break which is like 40 minutes or something so it's like there's um yeah so obviously if it can if it's if we design it for kids that way, why don't we do it for ourselves? Yeah. Because uh, I, I think that, and it's it's a very woman thing to do. We kind of just are on all the time. And, it, you know, yeah. even when we're staying still, we're thinking, oh, yeah, I've really got to get that lo load of laundry done later. I've got to pick up the kids' thing for gymnastics. And we're kind of constantly on. So if we can just go, look, everyone can steal 15 minutes in their day. Yeah. How do I just, just start with just 15 minutes where I try and just be still? Okay, that's a really good challenge for all of us as we embark yeah. on the silly season. Um, if we all take try and work out where we can put that 15 minutes into our day uh, and see how that helps us be more productive. I think I'd love to try that. <laughs> I'll let you know Can how you I go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in terms of uh, favourite quotes, obviously um, I love quotes and affirmations. It really helps me get through the good and the bad times. Um, is there a quote that you love that, kind of showcases that grit and grace in life and leadership that you'd like to share? Yeah, I, I'm going to read it just so I don't misquote because I would hate to do that to someone. Um, but <laughs> yeah. it's by Carl Henry and he says, the great benefit of slowing down is reclaiming the time and tranquility to make meaningful connections with people, with culture, with work, with nature and with our own bodies and minds. Oh, I love that. That's so yeah. important, isn't it? And that slowing down, I think you've definitely given me a challenge now to, as I wind down the year, about that slowing down and kind of um, reflecting as well. So uh, thank you for that. And how can people get in touch with you if they would love to chat with you or connect with you or uh, look at doing some kind of workshops with you or coaching? What would be the best way for people to contact you? Yeah, so my website is www.stephwilliams.co. Um, yep. Either that or they can connect with me on social media as well at, at stephaniewilliams.co. Brilliant. Oh, thank you so much for your time today. I've really enjoyed our chat and uh, definitely get in touch, guys, with Stephanie if you are looking for someone like her to help you in your world um, as you transition or, you know, just going through a new season of growth or just wanting to, you know, slow down and reflect more and look after yourself a bit more, look at different things you could do with Steph and the work that she's doing. I think it's amazing. So thank you so much for coming on with us today. Thank you so much, Kate. It was great to connect with you.
Thank you so much for joining us today on Green and Grace Leadership Talks. I hope you enjoyed it. Please like or share or comment in the comments of what you enjoyed about this and what you might be doing for your 15-minute pause in the weeks ahead. So have an awesome week and we'll talk soon.